Hi, Sarah. Yes. Hi, it's Hank. How are you? Hi, it's good. How are you? I'm good. Good, good. You're live on the new Nerd Nation Entertainment Broadcast. Pleasure to have you on. Cool. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's such an honor to have you on. I wanted to speak to you a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Um, and that's singing. So tell us, how did, how did you start singing? Well, my mom enrolled me in piano lessons since I was very young, and I didn't really like piano because it's obviously, like, as a kid, you hate practicing and, like, drilling and all that. So after a while, I got bored with it, and I told my mom, I don't want to play piano anymore. And my mom was like, you have to do one musical thing so you can drop piano, but you have to do something else that's musical. And I picked singing because I like singing, so um, that's why I ended up singing because I dropped piano and then my mom enrolled me in singing lessons and I discovered that I really liked it and my singing teacher was very encouraging and she was trained in um, England for her singing too. So I really enjoyed singing and I started singing and never looked back after that. Nice. That's awesome. Now, you, um, you also perform as well. You don't just record you go around and do shows is that correct um not currently i'm working on some tracks right now but right um for the moment i i don't perform at the moment but i used to be in a band a seven-piece band and we used to perform all the time this is obviously pre-covid so we performed at bars every weekend and it was really fun nice that's awesome now what about um what about your upbringing um where you're from was it was it kind of rough coming up or were you privileged or tell us a little bit bit about yourself i'm from kuala lumpur malaysia and that's the capital of malaysia um and growing up it was very interesting for me music wise because my parents were um very strict very strict with me and my music tastes and even what they listen to my um i don't remember listening to any non-christian music and my mom would always uh, listen to just christian music all the time same with my dad i think my dad would occasionally that i remember i have memories of him like sneaking out like on like listening to celine dion sometimes but i don't really think he listened to non-christian music so my first encounter with non-Christian music is basically like going to the mall or like, you know, going carpooling with my friends, carpooling with my friends. And um, I remember going to school and my, we would carpool with them and then their parents would put on the radio and I would be listening to it. And I'm like, oh, what is this? Because like, <laughs> obviously it doesn't sound like Christian music, right? So right. I remember being very um, shocked. I'm not shocked, but kind of like, oh, this is really cool. Like this music, I'm not, I don't listen to. So who who was it? Who who was your first artist that you heard and you were like, yo, this is kind of dope. Mm, I th- I would say like stuff like Savage Garden or like Usher and stuff like that. Um, obviously, this is way back back then, but um, yeah, just kind of like later on when I got to save my own money, I managed to. Save my own money and buy a cassette tapes. <laughs> this, this shows how old I am. Um, and I, I bought like a Westlife tape, and I bought like Eighteens and like Britney Spears, and you know all these singers that later on um, that I listened to a lot growing up. Yeah. So did they? Did they frown upon? Did your parents frown upon you? Um, kind of. Yeah. Not sticking to Christian music. 
I mean, yes, I think so because my mom, she wasn't happy for sure because like she would come home and then I would be listening to music. She's like, "Oh, you listen to," and then of course like she'll see the tape and she'll be like, "You know, you shouldn't listen to non-Christian music because it's not very good for you." Or like she, I think she just thought that they had negative values. I think she was just trying to protect me. For sure. I don't necessarily feel like she was, you know, even though she was straight, she was just trying to look out for me and she just felt that negative, uh, non-Christian music had negative messages. When I'm sure there are, there is a lot of music that has, you know, messages that aren't positive, but there's also a lot of positive things in music as well. And I think she overlooked that. Yeah. Now, what is your, um, what is your writing process? So when you're creating a song, because you're also a very good writer from what I from what I gathered, and what is your process to how you write a song out? Um, the process for me is I listen to the song, and this is when the producer or the, the, the person I'm working with, they'll send me the track, like just the melody or the chords, and I try to ask the person I'm working with what kind of tone they want for the song so like is it sad or happy most of the time people tell me to just write what I feel so I'll kind of listen to it over and over again until I feel like something clicks and sometimes for some songs like with some people I work with the music there's sometimes it doesn't click and I'll tell them like hey it's hard for me to write this song because it is I don't feel it but in general for me I'm very musical so when I hear like chords or something when I hear I, I start to form a melody in my head so I would say the melody comes first like the kind of tune and then after that come the words so I'll start writing words based on how, how I feel the song comes across to me like happy sad love regret whatever yeah and what do you what do you like your songs to be about is it is do you generally like it to be about family ex-lovers like what is your um passion for writing when you're creating um i i think i tend to write about love a lot um i think i tend to write about like a lot about lost love and like pain and like heartbreak and stuff but i think it's also because i find that people can relate to it a lot and i find that when i listen to songs about like love that it's like heartbreak regret you know i feel that i resonate most with kind of like sad themes of love so i think that kind of tends to show up in my own songwriting because when I write, it's kind of like about set things. <laughs> Are you creating the melody uh, first, or do you write do, like to write the lyrics, or do you switch it up? Okay, so sometimes I do write the melody first, and then I write the lyrics. But most of the time, I do both hand in hand. So like, I'll think of the melody and the lyrics like together. But sometimes, especially if I work with um, some DJs and producers who are more musical, they will kind of tell me like oh this is the melody I want you to sing like they'll play for me the melody and I'll sing and I'll write the lyrics to the melody they've written for me the tune or um but I think most of the time in general to my for my workflow I will come up with both myself and I usually will come up with both together nice mm-hmm. nice now um when you broke up from the band that you said you were in Mm-hmm. Was that kind of like a heartache? Did that kind of break your heart a little bit? Yeah, I would say definitely because, you know, obviously with a band, you know, you grow fond of them. And then, you know, I was the only girl in like a seven piece uh, 
male bands, so a lot of them were older, and I think it was just more of an ego thing. I don't have any hard feelings because, like, I think everything happens for a reason, you know, even though you don't see it at the time. Of course, at the time, I was very sad, you know, a little bit bitter, but, um, you know, looking back now, and I, and I do miss performing a lot. I think that's what I miss the most, like, the fact that we could, you know, get together and jam and kind of like, I, I felt like we were a time machine for older people because we would go to bars and we'd play all these old songs and you would have people coming up to us and saying like, thank you so much, you brought me back to my prom, you know, you brought me back to my good old days <laughs> That's my awesome. first kiss. You know, I think that was something I really missed the most, like making people feel something. Right. And I, I, yeah, that's what I miss the most, kind of like performing every weekend and like being being able to transport people to a time and place where they were happy and they were young again, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I imagine it's going to be harder with COVID going on, people wanting to yeah. link up and and finding that mm-hmm. chemistry. What mm-hmm. uh, what are you doing now musically to try and oh. keep yourself going? So right now I'm um, basically I have a, a little home studio and I have friends who are DJs or producers and they send me their tracks and then I'll listen to it and then I'm kind of writing to it. Um, right now I have a track that I'm working with for a producer who's on the he told me that a track that we've been working on might be on um, the next the next album that they're releasing so if they do really they do pick up my track that'll be a kind of a big deal because like obviously it's and he's a pretty big um dj and producer so if all goes well hopefully fingers crossed um my track will be signed by their label so that'd be cool and that's just like a stepping stone but i am working on some tracks with some other people as well but um basically they send me their tracks and i'm just like writing to them i record the raw vocals at home and then i send it over back to them and then they kind of like you know do their magical take on it and then send the track to be mastered and then that's the process basically as an artist if you were to be viewed um upon someone else what what do you want them to view you as an indie artist a pop artist i think i want people to view me as someone who is um very relatable to i think you know me listening to, to music or like in general like at home i want my songs to resonate with them so I just want it I want my music to touch people I think that's my main goal as an artist it's already to make money of course I would love to make money who doesn't right but I don't think that's my main goal like I want people to listen to my music and be like she made me feel something you know whether it's happiness or sadness or like you know regret you know I want them to resonate with Right. Yeah, I don't get that vibe from you. I don't. Yeah. I, I, that was one thing when I met you. I didn't get the vibe like you were just in it for the money or the attention. Yeah. You know, so I think that's that's, that's, that's good. very good to be in that mindset. So, um, what is um, what are some of your favorite kind of artists to work with? Um, honestly, the main thing I look out for 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 artists is like kind of like humility. Mm-hmm. like I want them to be, be humble I, I kind of look out for like egoistic people because to me like your character is everything and if you are going to have a huge ego it kind of turns me off a little bit Right. and I don't really care how famous you are or like how popular you are if you kind of have a big ego it kind of like <laughs> turns me off a little bit um, <laughs> I'm with you I'm yeah. with you on that. I mean, there's a lot Where, of See, it's hard to depict mm-hmm. though because some people aren't they can appear as egotistical but they could be funny you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's yeah. like it's a 
it's a fine um, line, you know? Yeah. It's more like, I think, percept- perceiving people and, like, you know, as I get older, I think my judgment becomes sharper. I, I think I am. it's easier for me to judge people. So sometimes people can be egoistic, but it's just a front, you know? Right. It's not really, like, them. And I agree. It's more like to fit in. So I think getting older, I, I'm able to judge that more and make smarter choices when it comes to working with people. Yeah. Aside, aside from from that what um what kind of artist do you like to work with someone who's more eccentric or someone who is like john mayer um i think i would like to work with people who are motivated to finish tracks to like continue to like finish up their work because i think in in me as a singer i don't really have much say in the track not to say like much say but as in like i don't have much at the end I send my raw, my raw vocals and they have to like you know fix it up and do all that stuff but a lot of times what happens to me is like I will send my vocals or will work on the track and then the producer will normally just like let it like sit on it or not do anything about it that's kind of like my main um hurdle I think as an artist I think um something I can do to combat it is maybe try to learn how to make songs myself so I can start breaking away from that so if they don't finish the track I can be like, cool, I can work on my vocals myself, you know? Right. But yeah, I think I would want to work with people who are motivated and who want to finish up the projects. And I want to work with people who are obviously talented and who are humble. So that's a few like things in my criteria, humble, and they are motivated. And yeah. Amen. No, I like that. Um, On a vast scale... You know, as you're not in it for the money, as I can tell, what what do you want to be in it for? Do you want to do it for nonprofits? Do you want to go and sing at the top of the Empire State Building? What like what's the what's the long term end game? Honestly, I don't really have any goals to perform anywhere specifically. I would just like to perform, and it doesn't really matter where, but. I just want to perform for people and it doesn't matter if it's in like a small bar or like a lounge or even even at children's hospitals. I think that would be cool if I could go and perform like some charity like performances there or even cafes or restaurants. I think it'd be cool for me to like perform in those places. I'm not really concerned about, you know, being grand or like, you know, performing anywhere big as long as I can touch someone in the audience or make them feel something and it can be even on the street, like me busking or whatever. I think if I manage to touch someone or if they come up to me and tell me, like, my music moved them, I think that's what my main goal is, you know, just who I touch. It doesn't matter where. Now, speaking of uh, inspiring others, do you ever think of the younger generation and, like, what what you're saying, how it may affect them? Absolutely. I think with our music now, I think it's, and not to say that all of it's trash, because I don't, I think there's still some very good music out there. I just feel like people nowadays, the songwriting has become like somewhat lazy. Right. In a sense that everyone's just singing about, you know, things that are just, you know, nonsensical or not even, or things that are overly sexual. And I'm not trying to sound like I'm old fashioned or like a prude or whatever. But um, I just feel like nowadays we should be singing about things that are, uplifting and positive and inspiring and yeah you can sing about sad things too but you can still sing about sad things in a way that is inspiring or that isn't like you know vulgar 
And I think something that just came to my mind listening to modern radio is a lot of it is very vulgar. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like we need to go down that route as artists. We can be better. We can, you know, have a song about swearing every five seconds kind of thing, you know. So, you know, I just feel like we can be more do you feel like forward. do you feel like it takes away from the actual music when people are um uh in that mindset dynamic yeah i absolutely feel that because you know anyone can swear but like you know to actually write a song that doesn't have any swearing that doesn't have any like you know talk about your private parts or whatever you know i think that's very rare and it's, i think True. if people should kind of like I feel like people should try to be more original with songwriting instead of just like, you know, writing about the same old thing or like, you know, trying to like be edgy. I think, I think the problem is with being vulgar, people think like, oh, I'm being so edgy. I'm like, not really though. Like, <laughs> like you know, so right. you try to be more, if you try to write about things that are helpful to people, I think that we, that would be. See, I I think that's the biggest problem and issue aside from vulgarness and whatnot is just people trying, you know, Mm -hmm. like I feel like people are just trying too hard sometimes. Do you agree? Yeah. I don't know if it's trying too hard or maybe not trying enough. I think it's a fine line. Sometimes it's not trying too hard. Sure. Sometimes it's trying not at all. And a lot of these people, a lot of famous artists, they don't even have um, a say in their songwriting, they just kind of have a team that write for them, that writes for them. So I feel like that's also some why I look to um, artists that write for themselves, that songwrite, because, you know, end of the day, I'm going to respect an artist that songwrites their own music compared to someone who just has a team that churns out stuff for them, you know? Right. Now, mm-hmm. also, being an artist, uh, have you ever got offered uh, deals that you've denied? Um, what, what do you mean? Like, as in, like, um, contract kind of deals? Uh, contract or non-contract, whether it be, like, um, to, to join a music label or things of that nature. Yeah, I definitely have, um, said no to some contracts, and, but I also feel like because... Why? Why? Because the percentage wasn't there, or you felt that it was sketchy? I felt it was sketchy, and also like right. I think being such an uh, and being an artist is very dangerous because like they kind of tend to prey on your artists. So you know you kind of you have to be suspicious of um, contracts where they ask you to pay a certain fee up front too, because it's basically like being a model. They always say when you're trying to sign an ag- to an agency, they should never ask you for any fees up front, especially like to join. Because I feel like there's a lot of. Um, agencies that are kind of scammy in the sense they kind of like prey on people who want to be famous so they're like okay if you pay like 500 or a thousand we'll make you famous or whatever but then often the money doesn't end up you know going the way you want it to so right i think it's very important for a new artists to be very aware and be careful of who you work with there's a lot of sharks out there keep your head up keep people good people around you to be grounded you know amen make sure you always stay humble remember your roots and I think that's what I, and I'm very grateful to have people in my life who are very wise, a lot wiser than me, and who I can consult when it comes to big decisions like contracts and stuff. Yeah, I think I think you're very wise as well. Do you do you see down the line uh, yourself being a coach for other artists? Um, I wouldn't say a coach, but maybe sort of like 
I guess sort of like a mentor for younger artists. I think that'd be cool. Um, kind of teaching people that it's okay to fail and something I struggle with as well. Cause like, it's one of my like flaws, I guess. I don't like feeling. So if I don't get something right away, I get annoyed at myself and get discouraged. But, you know, I think it's very important to remember that, you know, it's important to fail to become great. So it's a part of life and it's just a natural process of things. So just kind of encouraging people to pursue their musical skills, whether it's singing or like drumming or guitar, I think. And it doesn't matter even if you're not good because, you know, over time you can get good as long as you don't stop practicing and you don't stop trying. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now, lastly, because we're running out of time here, what are what are some of your favorite old school artists that you really admire, such as like Janis Joplin, uh, Stevie Wonder, things of that nature? Okay, so honestly, I don't really have that many old artists that I listen to. I like Aretha Franklin, like Gloria Gaynor. So these are two artists that I really enjoy from the back in the day. But I would say my main influences were kind of people who were in the 90s so i really like uh, michelle branch a lot yeah she's awesome she's awesome yeah, i'll give really you that liked her um her yeah. album hotel paper i think was one of my kind of like shaped my teen me being a teenager just listening to her album and even me now listening it kind of takes it's a time machine for me like music has the ability to transport you to time and place and like Michelle Branch was one of my uh, influential singers in my life and also Carrie Underwood um when she was on American Idol I actually didn't really watch her on there but um I bought her album and kind of like she kind of shaped how I sing country because I do sing a little bit of country and and also um I also listen to a lot of like Backstreet Boys and like Westlife and I feel like even though they're male singers like I really like their music and I remember just singing a lot of their music as well so uh also taylor swift actually her first yes album, her i love t swift <laughs> yeah <laughs> so she's, true she is this cool is her, her first first album when i think she got discovered singing at the mall or something and then she had her first album yeah and honestly i think even though she's to me she's not like wow she's not like the best singer or whatever but she still has a way of right she has a way of writing that is very simple and like it really like speaks to you and I think that's what is apparent in her music. And that's why she's so famous, because her music speaks to people. Now, she she what, is even a little provocative sometimes. What, yeah. what do you think about that, though? Um, I think sometimes artists try hard to be, like, a little bit edgy or something. You know, obviously mm-hmm. with Miley Cyrus, you know, when she released her, like, Can't Be Tamed or whatever, I think she was right. trying to be, you know. I think all these Hollywood types, especially when they're, in Hollywood for a very young age, they tend to go through a phase where they have to be like sexy or like, you know, kind of like break out of the mold kind of thing. And do you think it's to make them, them feel good about themselves or because they're trying to make the money? I think it's both. I think it's both. They're trying to find their person. It's a process of like discovering individuality and obviously being in Hollywood, you're surrounded by so many people in your life and some of them may not be good role models you know so I think it's very important to have good role models in your life and just kind of like surround yourself with people who will who are safe for you and who are good for you 
but sometimes these are wolves in sheep's clothing. So I think it's very important to just be aware yeah. of what influences you in life. Yeah, no, you're amazing, Sarah. I, I thank you. I think you're a real genuine person and a great artist, and I think you're more so about the people than yourself, and that's a great quality. Thank you. I, I got to attribute it to my mom, like, raising me, because I feel like growing up, I would she would always tell me God first, and then other people, and then yourself. And I feel like it's what has made me become the person I am today. Um, to be humble, and it's very important to me. Yeah, man. Well, uh, not to put you on the spot, will you sing something for us? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll sing. Maybe I'll sing a little bit. I'll sing. I'll just sing a random thing. Yeah, just sing something random so okay. we don't get hit with okay. the copyright. Okay. <laughs> I need you, baby. And if it's quite all right, I need you, baby, to call the lonely nights. Nice. That was wonderful. That was I can't remember the singer, but it's an old song. Um, I can't remember, but it's an old, really old song, so I hope we won't get hit with copyright. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You're good. I think. Yeah. I like it, though. I like it, Thank though. You. I can't wait. Thank you. Now, when you drop your album, you're definitely inviting back. Like, when you drop your album, we'll plug it. That's awesome. Thank you so, so much for having me. Yeah, no problem, Sarah. Take care of yourself, and thanks for all your insight. Um, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Have a good one. Bye.